in the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan. In front of me is Roy. Hey, you've had a busy day, Donovan. Very long day. Uh, yeah, I closed the night before and then I opened this morning. So that's getting off at 10, going home, going to bed as possible, as, as little as possible as I could or as fast as possible you as I could. You should have just inflated a mattress in, oh the, uh, <laughs> in the office of your work. And then got up at 4.40 and went to work and then came here afterwards. And where is here? Where is here? We are at the press box uh, at Peco Park. Hey, how about that? Yes, and we're being very quiet because there's still a game going on and there's still um, people running about and <laughs> near-do-wells walking by Cavern Charity. Yeah, they, um, let, they let all of the... Uh... All the riffraff up here today. Yeah, we were uh, we were privileged we were privileged to uh, to be given access to uh, the the media scrum in for the Don Welke Classic, which is really cool. I mean, you went yeah. to the you, you went to the, the social summit last night. I was at the social summit yesterday. I'm I'm grateful for that opportunity, and it was very nice of Craig Huner and the folks here to give us the opportunity today to talk to some folks and hang out here in the press box for the this event. Seventy one Bodie Raskin now pitching. Oh, 71 Raskin. Bodie Raskin's coming, a left-hander. Okay. Draft, drafted this year. Fantastic. Well, if you guys <laughs> notice that you hear that, um, I don't know if you hear during the broadcast, you'll hear uh, in the background on the TV and sometimes on the radio as well, you hear the, like, final line on so-and-so as whatnot and do whatever. Um, we were sitting behind the young lady that reads that, <laughs> that Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also a Major League Baseball guy, who a Major League Baseball employee who also does that as well. Um, but right, real quick, I wanted to point out that we are sitting in the Jerry Coleman press box, and right here next to us is the Jerry Coleman um, memorabilia case. And, have you had um, a chance to see this before? I have never seen this before. And this they, is really cool. And they have his old Yankees hat, and they have his old bomber jacket, um, the folded flag from his... Um, after he passed, um, some awards. They have the letter here from when they recalled him back into service for the Korean War. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So if people, I had a chance to see this on a ballpark tour about a month ago. Yeah. So they brought us up here, showed us everything, and I saw this, and I stood here for about five minutes just looking at everything, all these amazing letters and photos from uh, from the colonel. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. So, uh, let's step back to yesterday. Yeah. So, you didn't you didn't you weren't able to attend the social summit but Angela and I were. Um, to open it up, they had Wayne Partello. Wayne Partello was kind of the host for the first part and he introduced Ron Fowler. Um, Ron was very forthcoming with his words. He is clearly very unhappy with the level of play that they saw on the on the field this year. Yeah. Um, he's happy with maybe a small handful of the players on the roster, but the rest of them need to improve, in his opinion. Yeah. And he was surprisingly candid with his remarks, considering the audience. That you've got a bunch of people that were gathered because they're active on social media. Yeah, particularly social media. Is- and he's going to bring thoughts that are, I mean, he specifically mentioned like Austin Hedges, Will Myers, um, Eric Hosmer mentioned that like Hosmer wasn't happy with the last month and a half of his play, uh, definitely isn't happy with his defense at all. Yeah. Um, it, it was striking to hear somebody in a level of authority like that come out and give strong opinions in front of the public yeah and you don't normally get that from ownership or even you know front of the house type people true um 
So it, and there is definitely going to be change in the year, as there is with every off season. Um, you know, I, I take the optimistic approach. I see the good in players. I like yeah. to think that they can be the best version of themselves. Yeah. And I hope that they can do that in a Padres uniform. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't like to get involved in the, the trash talk or spreading yeah. rumors and, and, or any and, of that. And we don't do that here on the Priors on the Farm. We don't. And, uh, and I know I can do that on social media as much as I say it to, you know, in private with, my Liddy and I'm screaming at the TV and she's mm-hmm. telling me to just take it easy. It's only baseball. I get upset, but I don't put that stuff on, on social media too much as much as, uh, but it's going to be a different, big, big off season. Oh yeah. For, for the major league club. I uh, new manager and then whoever else. Yeah. I'm probably going to see half the roster turned. It wouldn't surprise me to see half the roster turned over this year. Yeah. And you know, I was talking to a buddy earlier and going to the playoffs next year. I, for, 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 for me, you know, it would be an incredible season. Would be an incredible season for the major league club to make the playoffs. That's ninety wins. That's ninety plus wins. That's twenty more wins than we did this last year. Mm-hmm. Is it doable? Absolutely. Several teams have gone from worst to first, um, and it's not uncommon, particularly in a team that has a ton of talent in the in the minor leagues, and you know has some some significant building pieces. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's just there's a lot to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway. After that was the minor league <laughs> portion of the show. Okay. So first they brought out Blake Hunt and Henry Henry, yeah. and that was fantastic. Um, uh, Henry had clearly just come from workouts. He was wearing his baseball pants. He, he he had leggings on underneath his baseball pants. He had his pants pulled up like way up on his thighs, like they were shorts. It was kind of a funny look for somebody who's as tall and lanky as yeah, Henry is. He's a lanky dude. But uh, so Q and A session with the two of them. Um, and I, I, I wish there were interesting things to pull out of what they said, but it was all, all the runs were earned. It was, there were, all the runs were earned and there were too many runs scored by the Rangers. Yes. This game's turning ugly. Uh, well, there weren't any significant like revelations from any of the players. Right. So first it was Henry Henry and Blake Hunt. And then after them was, I believe, Efren Contreras was the next one. Yeah. Efren is a really nice kid from Mexico, you know, very personable. He spoke in Spanish, but you could tell that he understands a fair amount of English. Okay. Um, but there was a, a Nicky Patriarca was acting as translator. Um, and then after him was uh, Adrian Martinez, mm-hmm. so left-handed pitcher. He yeah. pitched tonight. He pitched tonight. Um, and then he was followed by, I believe, Ryan Weathers came next. And Ryan Weathers was very relaxed and comfortable in in the setting. Unlike the year before, Unlike where it year, was yeah. like during the headlights, and like, even as fans were like, "Ask him a question, dude. Ask him a question." You know, we we had questions, but he was very tentative, and I think all the uh, fans were kind of tentative. Alice Carrillo now pitching. We were so excited to see Alex Mackenzie Carrillo. Gore. We were so excited to see Luis uh, Patino. Uh, you know, and they bring this new kid and. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad to see that he well he had a great season. He did, you know, despite the little injury that he had in the. He in said the, that the injury was a knee. Yeah. In that game where he was yeah. like shaking his arm and the yeah. velocity dropped, he said that he tweaked his knee. And then after I, you know, so who knows? Right. You know, we've heard right. a myriad of different stories, but today he was sitting 92, 93, yeah. comfortably out there on the mound. He looked good. He finished the season healthy, so that's what matters. Um, so then after. After uh, Ryan Weathers was Omar Cruz, and Omar Cruz spoke in full English. He's from Mexico, 
uh, that his English is very good. I was very surprised to hear that. Very nice. Very, very nice. well-spoken, intelligent young man. Yeah. Um, and so that was the conclusion of the uh, the social summit. After that, they allowed us into the park, so we got to watch nice. some of the game. Um, Angela and I stayed for a couple of innings. So we saw a nice line drive from Tirso Ornelas. Nice. We saw a nice line drive from Xavier Edwards into the left center field gap that he stretched into a double, even though it didn't get past the outfielders. He's just so quick and aggressive. Then he stole third, and on a slightly errant throw, he took home. So I just I just loved seeing guys run wild on the bases like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Especially yeah. the young guys. Like I mean, Edwards is so fun to watch. He's just mm-hmm. at explosive speed, and he takes the instincts that he has. And the other guy that stood out to me was Carlos, Carlos Guarate. A pitcher, um, right-handed pitcher with just some filthy breaking stuff. So when you see somebody that can bend a pitch and land it for strikes, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And then that brings us to today, which is the actual Don Welke Classic. And, and we got here. I got here early enough to uh, to sit in the scrum with Chris uh, Chris Camp and uh, sat in the scrum with C.J. Abrams. That was got a few questions in here. We'll have those interviews here in just a minute. Uh, it was really cool. And. And Taylor Trammell as Taylor well, right? Taylor Trammell, uh, Blake Hunt came out. I talked to Blake and um, uh, Enrique Contreras. Nice. I, that's a good get for me because I really like. I watch a lot of Fort Wayne Tinkaps games because they're the first game on in the evening. They're the first game on. Oh, this is your first o'clock. time to meet AC, right? Yeah. So and during the season, they're like on at four o'clock. I get home. I watched that game, and then all the other games, like Amarillo starts a couple hours later, an hour later, and then the Padre game's on at seven. So you get, I get a full display of minor league baseball until the major league game starts um but that interview was really cool he was really nice um i wanted to get mike mccoy uh the tri-city dust devils manager but i didn't see him he'd ac had said he'd shown up or he was on his way in he had his children with him so i don't think he made it to the to the to the field by the time by the time you know we would batting practice started or whatever and um but it was really cool. It was really cool to get in the scrum. Never my first scrum, dude. I was, I was, I was surprisingly relaxed. And uh, I you got, said that Annie Heilbrunn kind of took the lead, right? She's the queen, man. You do not <laughs> screw with Annie. And we, uh, I love Annie. We oh, love she's Annie. Awesome. She's, she's, she's fantastic. fantastic. But you know, she's she's the pod race, and so she was in front. She asked all the questions, and after a few questions, you know, we the rest of us guys in in uh, chimed in, you know, because it was just her, the female, and she was the lead, and. I'd ask a question, maybe one of the Mad Fires guys, uh, the NBC guys, and then... You got AJ Casavell, Dennis it, Lynn. Absolutely. Those um, guys... Kyle would, Glazer is out here from Baseball America. Yeah. And so, you know, we all kind of took, traded off taking, asking questions. Was it Jay Posner from the UT? Not Jay Posner, I'm sorry, Jeff Sanders. Jeff Sanders, yeah. From the Union Tribune inside yeah. here today. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. And we got some really good content. There's lots of good answers and a lot of good questions so from everyone. So before we get to your interviews, what have you seen today? Have you seen any play, any players, any performances out there on the field that stood out to you? You know what? This is kind of one of those games where not, not a lot, you know, it, you know, and particularly sitting up here at, so far away from the game. Um, it was good to see Ryan Weathers pitch. For me personally, it was good to see Ryan Weathers pitch. It was good to see CJ Abrams get some at bats, you know, and Taylor mm-hmm. Tramel get some at bats. Um, you know, it's cool to be down in the field, you know, seeing Gabriel Arias walk by and, he, you know, he shakes a hand or, you know, tears mm-hmm. one of us and winks at you or whatever. And, you know, just 
those guys that we see in Lake Elsinore, you know, uh-huh. seeing a familiar face here at, at Petco Park. So you know, what really impressed cool. me was being down on the field while they were t- – so after batting practice, they took infield, yeah. which the major leaguers don't do. Yeah. Uh, but watching the guys take infield and just the velocity that that Arias has. I mean, the ball yeah. comes out of his hands so easy, yeah. and it's just on a string. Absolutely. So the play that stands out to me that I saw, um, Bubba Tremel threw a guy out at second base and just gunned the guy down. Yeah, nice catch. Or, Time of I think it was a line drive. Three hours and nine minutes. Hey, the game is over. The winning pitcher, Martin, who's <laughs> the man? Losing, losing pitcher, Adrian Martinez. Oh, poor Adrian oh, Martinez. That's all right. He's fine. I guess that means it's time for us to pack up and go, huh? Yeah, let's pack up and get the hell out. i got to go to bed, dude. All right. Well, while Donovan goes to bed, you guys can stick around and listen to these interviews that he put together. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I can see these guys playing out here really soon, and I would love to compete against any team with the lineup we're rolling out tonight. In the short time of camp, uh, what have you seen in Reginald Preciado? A lot of bat to ball. You know, a lot of 16-year-olds struggle when they come over here. It's rarely to see a 16-year-old over here. Uh, he puts the ball in play. Uh, he took a couple walks in game one, hard ground ball to first. So I think the most impressive thing with Reginald is just Bat the ball into 90, 92 type of uh, fastballs. Um, what does this event mean as far as your guys' calendar for the for the guys that are playing in this game for the first time? As far as their calendar? Just as far as how important this date is to get to this game to play at Peco Park. It's a fun day. I think it's huge. You know, we, we made cuts coming out of camp just to get on the bus to come over here. So I think for a lot of these young guys to get to this point, have some success in the stadium, like, it's huge. Have you noticed that from the past games filling up to yeah, we talk about it, you know. Yeah, first day of camp and instructs, like you're bringing up, like, hey, I mean, we're going to Pecco. We had a countdown on the board um, to keep these guys in the guys, keep them focused to get through camp, knowing you know, what's at the end of the road. How worried do you think they are just of the progression that's happened in the past and, and kind of the, the, the groundwork that other guys have gone to get to this point? Like they were in their shoes. Yeah, no, the competition thing's real. You know, me and Riley Westman sit down in my office every day. We do some sort of competition every day to close practice. You want to build that mindset. You want to know that, like, hey, guys, like, people are challenging for your spot. We don't know who's going to Lake Elson. I don't know who's going to Amarillo. You guys are going to tell us. So you, you want to build that fight. What's the status of Jorge Ona, and could he see some time in the winter leagues if healthy? Uh, from what I understand, Jorge will be ready to go spring training, and um, you know, expect a big year out of Jorge. You know, I think he was hitting 350 when he got hurt, had an OPS around a thousand. Everybody was buzzing about Ona. You know, I know the shoulder. We had to take care of some things, but he'll be ready in camp. No winter leagues? Uh, not to my knowledge. Chris, was everybody full go at the end of instructs? Yeah, everybody. Reggie too. Um, yeah. Everybody full go. Uh, we left there as healthy as you can imagine. Was head on the field the whole time? Yeah. Is there a reason why Campy was pulled from AFL? Yeah, it was a little hip impingement. You know, he could have played for another month and been fine. For us, like 30 days, um, you know, it was maybe a little too long. You know, get here with Xavier, some of the boys, finish strong here in Petco. Let's go ahead and start our strength and conditioning, um, getting ready for the off season. Did you ever add another pitcher to the AFL roster? I think there's some movement. I think we might be adding a guy or two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of development have you seen out of Tramel? I love Taylor Tramel. 
you know, uh, yesterday, just his, you know, how vocal he is in the dugout. Um, being the oldest guy in camp, we have one double A hitter in instructs, Taylor Trammell. You know, he hits the walk off. Next meeting, you know, we have a players only meeting. We're showing it, you know, to our guys, and he shows up the next morning. Um, that type of stuff uh, gives him a chance to be a separator. What's he working on? What has he been working on since he started? You know, got him with Doug Banks and Padron, um, really using the whole field. You know, I envision this guy having. 50 plus doubles, slashing the gaps, and we'll run into 20 plus home runs. But using the whole field and with impact. But that last three weeks of the season, he really took off. No was doubt. It, was there any? Was there any change in the swing? You guys make any changes there? Yeah, I think it was kind of an ongoing process. Him feeling us out, us feeling him out, um, and we've got to a good spot. You know, he loves listening to our coaches. We love listening to him talk hitting. Um, and through that, you kind of find some comfortable spots in his stance. Maybe it's a tweak of the hands. Hey, let's spread the feet out a little bit, um, and we got to a good spot. With the effects of Major League Baseball and AAA, mm-hmm. how are you guys how are you guys evaluating players? For me, I kind of go tunnel vision. You know, I'm in the dugout or I'm in the scout seats, and I'm just watching the player movements, watching their bodies work, seeing how their arms are working, watching their foot speed, their arm speed. These guys are getting a little older, some are a little younger and getting pushed, but you're always just watching the player. You know, I kind of want to go tunnel vision on the stats in AAA for me right now feel any sense of pressure, you know, from the organization itself is trying to fast track a lot of prospects and even guys you're working with? No, I, I feel the challenge. Um, I feel the challenge of having top flight young prospects and pushing them um, and getting them ready to compete and, and win a title here. Um, no. Chris, a really different sort of profile in the in the kids who came stateside for the first time this year yeah. than you've had with, you know, with that 2016 class. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for what you're expecting your development staff to do with those guys? Same. Same. Whether we sign a guy who's an eligible son for 10000 or we sign Reginald Cresciato for $1.2, like our focus with each guy is the same, and it's turned them into big league winners. With that two-star analysis, there were some adjustments that were made to his, mm-hmm. his swing. Um, how has he responded to that in this program? Responded well. You know, we laid a good groundwork. We kind of reset an AZL, you know, kind of to that question of pushing some guys. You know, Tirso was a really young kid in that league, and we wanted to reset. He went to AZL with OB and Jed Morris. We found some things in his swing, and we got off to a, a strong finish. So I think here we kind of just want to continue that process. You know, two knocks last night was good to see, and he'll be in there tonight. Who kind of stood out in in instructs this year, I love C.J. Abrams. You know, I, I, I love Stop what he's doing, it. man, and I, I love it. You know, he's he's a team guy. He's, he's he speaks more Spanish than I do, and it took me five years just to learn a little bit. And he'll C.J. can go most of the day and just speak Spanish to all the infielders. It's fun to watch. <laughs> One more. Were there any players making significant changes, uh, like a Reggie Lawson last year, learning the slider? Uh-huh. Uh, examples of players learning things. Yeah. I guess? Everybody, my coaches, myself, our players, whether it is new technology or whether it's working on something where you're weak, um, pro dev side, mental skills, uh, offensive mechanics, pitch development, swing design, everybody. Chris, who's, uh, what's the pitching setup for today? Uh, you'll get Reggie Lawson. Um, it's looking like Ryan Weathers after that, and then a very healthy bullpen after those two. <laughs> three each or three innings each? We'll see. You know, I, this Ranger team's scrappy, man. I love playing these guys. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But you can see Lawson Weathers. Uh, Drake Fellows never threw a pitch. Um, no. And, and you didn't bring him out. What's his status? Yeah. You know, I think uh, we just want Drake to, to be healthy and hopefully see him in camp.
You know, coming out here with all my teammates, having fun, playing against the Rangers, and showing them who's better. What was it like taking Hex out there? It's awesome. Uh, Petco Park. Never hit on here before BP, so first time was fun. Is it motivating to be here in this setting? I mean, you were in high school a couple months ago, and you are in pro doing what you're doing. Definitely, definitely. Uh, this is a place I want to be in. However, however much time it takes me, this is definitely a place I want to be. How's the shoulder? It feels a lot better, back to normal. Back to normal. When did you start getting back to, to work? Um, Pretty much the day after we went over, did some physical therapy stuff and took a took a little bit of time, but I got back. Were you full going in, uh, in, in shorts? Yeah, yeah, full going in shorts. What's it like for you out there talking to Taylor Trammell, maybe just meeting guys, talking? What, what's that relationship for me like? I mean, Taylor Trammell, that's my boy. He's from Atlanta also, so... Me and him kind of just been chilling, having fun, enjoying the experience. experience. You established yourself pretty quickly in the ACL, and it seemed like you weren't being too challenged. Was there anything you were working on with the, with the pitching there? Um, I mean, just hit, hunting the fastball, you know, just hitting fastballs and getting on base. <clears throat> what did that do for your confidence, starting the way you did, then moving up quickly the way you did? I mean, kind of just, like, hit, see it and hit it is always what I think, you know. Didn't change anything, just stay the same. Did it all surprise you, the, the amount of success you had? I mean, when you go to pro ball, maybe you don't know exactly how you stack up when you go out there and you hit in 20 straight games. I mean, it didn't really surprise me, but I mean, it was good to see that all the work was paid off. While you're here, what do you want to get out of this opportunity in these few days? What do you want to take out of this? I mean, I want to just uh, have fun, play baseball, and take the experience in. I know it's kind of out of your control, but uh, do you have, like, a goal timetable to uh, get up to the majors? As soon as possible. Well, and um, fans, uh, San Diego fans who haven't quite seen you, how would you uh, describe your uh, your style? I mean, a good teammate, loves the game, plays at a fast pace, and uh, scores a lot of runs. Is there any player, uh, current or previous, that you kind of uh, aspire to be or uh, compare yourself to? Um, Tatis is a nice, a good comparison. I like Tatis watching him play. What do you like about his game? He plays it fast and aggressive. What's it like being in an organization where they brought those young guys up? You've seen young guys get opportunities pretty quickly. Uh, that's the thing with the Padres. It's an amazing farm system. You know, it's, it's just being a part is, is, is awesome. When you look at the what you accomplished this year getting the, to Fort Wayne as a high school draft pick, which is kind of almost unprecedented, I mean, is that like a realistic goal for you when you came into the, into the organization and got drafted? I mean, the goal for me was just to be the best player I can be and everything else will take care of so. You're going into your first offseason, what's your focus going to be going into 2020? Uh, put a little weight on, uh, get faster, bigger, stronger, to be able to take in all those games. And wear a jacket four ways pretty cold in April. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, when you work through this farm system and see all the young talent, how excited are you for the future of this organization? Uh, I, th I think the future is pretty bright for this for this uh, organization. You know, a lot of good players, and like I said, the farm system's great, so players are getting better. Children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Very excited to um, be here. Uh, like I said, first time in California. I'm pretty excited to be here. Uh, it's just a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, the guys who set, set this up, uh, this team and everything like that, I think they know what they're doing because I'm 
Pretty motivating people. Thoughts and feelings when you got treated as a person? How have you been adapting? How have you been adapting well in this positive organization? What was that first like for you? Uh, I didn't know what to think at first. Um, after everything had kind of like went down and everything like that, I kind of just sat back and I was like, all right, just figure out what's going to go on because I didn't really know like what to expect or what to do really. And um, I ended up starting to get phone calls and everything like that. This is what we're going to do. Everything was set up smoothly for me. And I was, I was very happy for just pretty much everything that happened. And how the trade went down, I was, I was very excited. With that grand slam to end your season, you had a good couple of weeks since left those last few weeks. What is the difference between your season? Kind of so, so, Where do you think you've been? Getting comfortable with my stance. I think that was, that was really the biggest thing this year. I, I think I went through like few stances this year um, and striding and everything like that. I, I think right now my, my swing feels it feels great. Um, I had, I've had a really good instructs, um, made very good contact with pitches, um, well, solid contact with pitches uh, throughout the whole time. Uh, and then also I, I got a chance to build on top of the nice um, nice ending of the season I had. I was very happy the way I ended the season. Of course, the season didn't really go as well as I wanted it to, but uh, the way that you end the season, I think that's like was one of the best things you can do because I was I was very excited, um, very happy the way that the season ended, and uh, like I said, it's just something that I'm going to take and uh, take uh, look forward to for the season uh, next year. AJ said, "Just go play." When yes. you got now that you went to instruct, did you get anything in particular from the organization after both of you guys called each other out? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think uh, just me and my game right now, uh, the biggest thing is just uh, finding, fine-tuning everything. Um, there are things that I do really, really well. There's some things that I actually need to improve on. So fine-tuning every single thing right now, uh, whether it be my swing, whether it be um, just little things like in the outfield or getting my reads and everything like that. Um, sometimes I'll get away with um, a lot of things because of my speed and everything like that. Uh, making sure that balls that you know some people might not even get to, I can make those plays. Um, just, whether that just be the little things uh, within my game. You mentioned the grand slam. What was that moment like? Does it look like you enjoyed it? I blacked out. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really know. What, so I remember I hit the ball, and I remember like, okay, I got it. I know I hit it out. Um, but the way that the wind was playing that day, I wasn't sure if it was going to go out because I didn't know if it was going to cut it. Um, and I saw it go over, and then I, all, the next thing I remember was hitting first base, and I kind of, like like I said, I blacked out, rounding first and second. Uh, I'm, yeah, rounding first and second, then I got to third, and I'm rounding third, the only thing I remember was, like, looking at Welly, and then after that, I don't remember anything. I was very, very exhausted after the whole, like, we were celebrating and everything like that. We came to the dugout, everyone was, like, high five and everything like that. And um, after that, uh, probably like two or two or three minutes afterwards, I was like exhausted. Like, I was winded. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna play defense right now because I was that tired. And <laughs> that at bat, that second pitch was a little high and outside. Yeah. And uh, you got a little fired up with the umpire. And you, you, how'd you refocus again there? Well, um, I, I was I was very not upset, but I was pretty passionate um, and pretty. Focused in. Uh, I thought that pitch was, you know, high and out. Um, and I, I told him. I didn't. He'll tell you. I didn't say anything bad to him. I pretty much just said that pitch can't be there. It's a close game. You know, it's late in the season. We can't, we can't have that pitch right there. Um, and looking back at it, I mean, I think I, I did the right thing. I didn't. I didn't say anything bad to him. I didn't say anything towards him. Really. I pretty much just said, like, we're good. 
like, sorry if that was a little bit long, but let's just refocus and notice you gestured to him, absolutely. Yeah, he gestured like, yeah, hey, hey, I'm good. And I said, you know, I made sure that I told him like, we're we're good. I'm not upset. I'm I'm kind of just, you know, you kind of it's kind of like a weird expression, like well, cliche expression, like you got to focus in every pitch. Uh, I was focusing that the next pitch. I really didn't care about the pitch before, really. We get the instructor experience. Um, how much has this helped you be more comfortable be acclimated to the edu- uh, to the organization? Yeah, I get to I get to meet everybody. I think that's one thing that uh, was another focus and just meet everybody here, um, just to get a chance to meet the coordinators, meet the players. It's not really a fun time when you go into spring training and you don't know anybody. So I didn't want to be the guy. Well, it really was kind of like I'm not going to try and be the guy that go into spring training like. Oh wow! Everything's going crazy and everything like that. No, it was a good adjustment. I've got to meet you know, some of the coordinators, uh, meet some guys that are going to be in spring training this year. So I'm very happy about that. Just with the overall like experience, uh, being able to really catapult Amarillo. I know the, t- the, the city really got behind the team. Mm-hmm. What was that championship run and playing in front of those fans like? For you? I mean, when you get a chance to go and play in Midland or Tulsa and you have more fans than their home team, I think that's that's awesome. Wow. You get to you get a chance to be around those guys. You get a chance to. Meet the fans. They're rooting for you, sir. Um, you know, and I've seen that with San Diego as well. They have a really good fan base, a really good uh, core with their people, with everybody here. So I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait to be out here and anything like that. So uh, the fans in Amarillo, they really helped us uh, have a chance to actually, you know, win that championship. Uh, you know, it's, it's also good when you make good plays and like we did in this championship series and you get to hear actual yelling, not just, you know, crickets from the other team. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. We're at the Don Wilkie Classic with Blake Hunt. Blake, good to see you again, man. Uh, we, we talked to you at the beginning of the last season. Like, God, was it January, February it we talked to you? It long ago, but it's weird. February, I think I was in minicamp, yeah. You know, and it's funny, because that that interview has been circulated around uh, everyone I, I, I've sent to the catching guys, and, you know, uh, Westman, Coach Westman had it, it was sent to him, I think your dad sent it to him, and uh, it's just a really good interview. But moving on, you said in June you were hitting the ball really hard into, into shifts, right at guys, but your power numbers went up, and you hit what, two, 22 doubles, three triples, and five homers. They started to fall on, yeah? Yeah, I just continued and stuck with my approach. I didn't really try to change a lot mechanically, which is which is a good thing for me. I just kind of moved my contact point out in front, and those hard-hit balls that were just kind of falling in and guys were making some plays on it were starting to turn them around. They were starting chasing them. So right. So started to hit the wall, started to go over. So, you know, I just kind of stuck with it. I didn't panic. Nice. Hey, this is your first full season, and it's a grind. Well, how, how did you stay focused? I had a good core group like around me, a good surrounding group of players, family, friends, and then obviously I had a great coaching staff like with AC and Johnny Carvajal, and you know, it was just nice. it was a good group, and I was able to stay focused and there to keep it, keep me grounded and focus on what I needed to do. Nice. You talked to us in the off season on all aspects of catching. Seventy seven games behind the dish this season. As the season went on, where did you feel you improved? My receiving definitely took a big jump in the right direction. You know, stealing strikes and. And kind of working on the mental game with pitchers, which was uh, really, really, really good for me to, to learn how to do and manage a staff. So hopefully, going forward, I have a, a similar group. Obviously, going up next year, hopefully that's yeah. the goal. 
yeah. and we'll be able to build that relationship and hopefully have the same thing going here one day. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll see you at Lake Elsinore next season for sure. Uh, what did you focus on this in Struts? I have been hurt since about okay. August 20th, so I was doing my rehab work and kind of focusing on like breaking down the mechanics of like my throwing motion and then, you know, changing some stuff with the swing, you know? Yeah. Opening up my, uh, my top half and kind of stand a little more upright, so just some small stuff. Sweet. Any focus for the off season? Get stronger, get more flexible. <laughs> you gonna do yoga? What are you gonna do? Hot yoga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'm hit, hit the weights once or twice a day, every day, and get after it. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. We're here with Fort Wayne's Tin Caps coach Anthony Contreras. Anthony, first big, big Bert Hooten fan. How is he doing? Good, good. I actually talked to him quite a few times like during the season. I know it was probably tough for him. I don't know the last time he's been out of baseball for a summer. Right. You know? um, but talking to him, he was he was good. The knee uh, surgery went well. You know, he was um, watching our games on the MLB uh, or MILB um, app, I think, or the computer back home in San Antonio. And um, I know he wanted to be out there as, as bad as we wanted him, but um, health was the number one thing that we were worrying about, and he's good right now. Absolutely. So he lives in San Antonio. I thought maybe he, he had the apartment across the street from the field. Yeah. That's not his full-time home. He lives in San Antonio for, for off-season. Exactly. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Henry Henry transitioned to the bullpen nicely this year. Do you, uh, do you and your staff make those recommendations, or does that come from above, or is that something that you see? Um, no, that's, that's a Padres thing. You know, whatever position, starter or reliever they put him in, we just try to, uh, you know, build him as best as we can in that role. Um, but I think he thrives in that role. You know, he was coming in anywhere from a, a three-inning stint to a, a closer, and... Um, I think the maturity process is starting to take its course, and he's starting to understand what it takes to be a pro. And he uh, he was big for us this year. Yeah, I didn't. I almost wanted to talk to him this year. Like elsewhere, I wasn't there long enough. Uh, and a ball, what are you what are you trying to part on this level of competition with these guys? The number one thing is trying to teach them how to go about their business the right way. You know, uh, depending on the age and the, the maturity level, which for the last three years has been super young, um, it's kind of a blank slate for them. You know, I get to kind of build them up from ground zero, you know, right. and, and teach them how to go about their business, how to work through a, a slump, how to get through July and August, you know. Um, so when you see these guys, Tatis and Ty France and Urias, these guys solidifying themselves as big league players now and up on the roster, it's nice to know I had a small part in kind of developing that skill set and getting them up here. So. Absolutely. So how do you balance that discipline and development, allowing players to kind of have fun, but yeah, you know, take it very seriously? Yeah, I have to remember, like, that it is a game. I got to remember how hard it is and how hard it was for me coming up to the minors um, and trying to make it as enjoyable as possible. I think in pro ball, you can get caught up with the numbers and trying to move up and, and the competition. Um, but you have to remember that like we're out here playing baseball for a living. Yeah. There's not much that beats that. These guys uh, have done a good job, you know, kind of being able to balance both those things. I think you just kind of answered my own question, but what makes you the most happy as the manager at Fort Wayne? The chills come when I know I've spent two weeks working on a specific skill set with a kid. And you go up there and you see it translate into the game. Or you see a kid that says down the road that, hey, that one little talk you did with me, you know, like really sparked my routine that I have today. Like that stuff right there is, um, you know, it's priceless for me. Um, I know how, you know, 
it was for the coaches to influence me and, and to get me where I am now and um, to now put me in that role and be able to sit down with the kid after um, going through a, a 0 for 30 or something and you yeah. see him bounce out of it um, just because of the talk and, and getting stuff out in the open. I guess that's priceless. Any plans for the off season? You have family travel? You gonna hang out? What are you gonna uh, you know, I'm going to probably get away from baseball for a little bit. You know, I yeah, got right. a seven and a five year old that uh, you know, want my time. Uh, so I'll probably do that for a while and then get back into the grind. We have a bunch of conditioning and strength camps that go on in Arizona and I live there. So I'll be working those. Okay. Thank you very much. Cause I really no appreciate problem. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. I want to let you know about my friend, Dr. Travis Ehlers. He's my friend and he's my chiropractor. I met Travis playing in the adult league 13 years ago. I was having sciatica and, and managed it by doing stretches. One day at a game, I took a bad step and it flared up and he asked me what's wrong. And I told him and he said, I can help you with that. And I said, I doubt it. But I went anyway, and after my first visit, after getting adjusted, I found immediate relief. And just recently, this past week, it flared up again, making work an absolute nightmare. I had to bail out playing baseball this weekend, which I hate to do. And uh, I went and saw Travis again, and he adjusted me. And I, once again, just felt immediate relief. Now I'm back to work. I'm playing ball this weekend. Travis has been in practice for 14 years. He treats all types of patients, but specializes in sports injuries and working with athletes. He has experience working with youth, high school, college, and professional athletes. He's a team doctor for different high schools, baseball, and football teams in San Diego County, including Madison and Mira Mesa High School. He also does rotations working with the U.S. Olympic team down in Chula Vista. I know he goes to the NFL combine every year through his work with baseball players preventing and treating injuries he's developed into the shoulder guru he's worked on some of the top baseball prospects to come out of san diego over the past few years look most of us play sports most of us have demanding jobs are we sitting at a desk all day where our back gets out of whack he can help you with it. His practice is in miramar it's right off miramar road in mira mesa located at oasis md I definitely give you, I definitely tell you guys to check him out. Go to drtravisehealers.com. That's D-R-T-R-A-V-I-S-E-H-L-E-R-S.com or call 844-OASIS-MD. That's 844-627-4763 and make an appointment to get adjusted. He'll also hook you up with stretches and some strengthening drills where you can maintain and maintenance, uh, your spine. I, you know, I just can't say enough about Dr. Trav and, uh, he's really saved my career, uh, my, my rec league baseball career and he saved my job, you know, by not making, uh, walking around a nightmare for me. Uh, definitely check him out when you guys get a chance. Uh, he's, he does wonders for me and I know he'll do wonders for you.